Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of My White Belt, a jiu-jitsu podcast where we talk about humble beginnings and overcoming obstacles and hopefully providing some, some fuel, some motivation, some inspiration to keep on rolling, to get on the mat and stay on the mat. I'm your host, Jim Trick. I'm glad you're here. This episode is brought to you by My White Belt t-shirts, available for sale at mywhitebelt.com. If you want to support the work of My White Belt, if you're getting value from this, uh, if if you're digging the content, the, the best way for you to support My White Belt is to hit up mywhitebelt.com grab a t-shirt. There's three different designs. And then when you're walking through the store or through the park or down your street, people will walk up to you and they will either say something like, oh, my son does taekwondo. (laughs) Or is that karate? Um, Yeah. Anyhow, I love I love it when I'm out in public and I see somebody wearing a jujitsu t-shirt. So that's the ad. And... I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here from all over the world. We did a little um we did a little Instagram live this morning, Nogi Friday. There were some promotions and stripes given out at First Colony this morning. It was a large group. It was a large group of people that gathered at First Colony today and one of those days where you really feel the sense of the jiu-jitsu community. And it's, it's just a, a beautiful, wonderful thing that we have. And I really hope, I hope that you are fortunate enough to have the jiu-jitsu, to have a, I hope that you love your jiu-jitsu family as much as we all love each other. And it was an incredible, it was an incredible, wonderful morning there. You know, I'm just going to shout out a couple people, Joe Sheridan and Matt Christensen, who are awesome training partners, both got their purple belts this morning. Uh, Rick, who has, you know, just a wealth of jujitsu information and a wonderful guy. He helps out. Uh, I teach the beginner classes Tuesday nights, sometimes on Monday nights. That's typically Professor Lewis, but I do it sometimes. But when he's there, he is like, he's just, he's such a great purple belt. And now he's a great brown belt. So that, that happened this morning. And Kurt Veed got his brown belt this morning. And Kurt has been, I, I have trained with Kurt this entire five years of my jujitsu journey. I love him. He's a an awesome brother and guy. And um, he's the one who, someday we're going to make a t-shirt about a Kurt Veed saying, but my first week, I either like punched him in the face or kneed him in the jaw or did something by accident. You know, your hand slips or your knee slips. And I said, oh no, I'm so sorry. And he looked at me and he went, ah, we're not here to bake cakes. So that's, uh, that's the, um, that's the Kurt Veed that I know and love. He's now a brown belt. It's an awesome morning. And, and now I want to tell a story. We have a lot of conversations, so much 
of what you and I are doing here is, is about proving that the thing you're feeling, you are not alone in your love of jujitsu. And you are not alone in your passionate pursuit of this weird, wonderful martial art. You are not alone in your desire to grow and learn here. And you are also not alone in the obstacles that we face. You're not alone in the in the ups and downs. You're not alone in the discouragement. You're not alone in the anxiety. You're not alone in the imposter syndrome. Like everything that makes up the full spectrum of a jiu-jitsu player is present in all of us at one time or another. And in some cases, sometimes the dial gets turned up on a particular on a particular thing that's going on. And so this is this story that I'm about to tell you. I have told like an abridged version of it before. But it feels important and it's uniquely important to me today. And I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of details of why it feels particularly important to me today. But I've been planning on telling the story and today just felt like a good a good day to tell the story. I and if this is here if you're here for the for the very first time, welcome. I'm I'm glad you're here. Just two seconds worth of backstory that if you're a regular listener, everybody knows and you're all tired of hearing about it. I spent most of my life morbidly obese. I never played sports. And the fact that I'm doing jujitsu, the fact that I have a purple belt in jujitsu with a stripe on it even is like just, for me, it's a miracle. Like if you had ever told me that this was going to be where I was focusing so much of my time, life and attention, I would have not believed you. But so that's my backstory. And in February, it will be five years that I've been training. And this past earlier, I think like in February, in February of 2022, there were some promotions that were happening. I was a four-stripe blue belt, and there were some promotions that were happening. And I preach, and I, and I, and I practice what I preach, and what I preach is that stripes and belts and promotions have their place. I'm not one of these people who's like, I don't care at all about a stripe or a belt. I'm just here for the love of jujitsu. Well, congratulations. I'm, I'm very happy that you have reached such an such a enlightened uh, state and um, that you're so evolved. Congratulations on that. And then there are the people who like all they care about is getting a stripe. They're so stripe hungry. Like you can see the drool forming around their mouth. They want a stripe. They want a promotion. They're white belts and they want to be a blue belt. They're a blue belt. And they just, they can't even enjoy being a blue belt because they know purple is coming at some point in time. And that's, that's where that, that's where that deep longing, that's where that hole in their heart is going to be, is going to be filled. Um, we used to say when I, when I grew up, 
with I, I grew up in a religious tradition where they would say everybody's got a god-shaped heart inside of them it's like uh it's like some people seem like they've got a belt-shaped hole inside of them like waiting to be filled with a stripe or or a new belt so I, I don't fall into either of those camps. I don't fall into a camp that says, you know, I don't care at all, and I don't, and I definitely don't lean in the direction of I have to have this. This is why I'm doing it. I think that stripes and belts are great. I think they're good markers. I think it's always exciting to get uh, encouraged or to get that little bit of information from your coaches and your professors that say, hey, this is where we think you are right now. This is a marker in your journey of jujitsu and everything is gonna, it's gonna take shape and change form. But right now, this is how we see you and you're doing a great job and, and we're happy that you're, that you're doing it. So this, in February, there were these promotions happening and that was a four-stripe blue belt. And promotion day came. And I didn't get my purple belt. I didn't get my purple belt. And if in, in the deepest, truest part of my heart, it was right for me to not get my purple belt. And let me be clear. Listen, even if I didn't think it was, even if I didn't think it was the right decision, it is the right decision because that's the decision of my coach. And he's the only one who really knows, right? Like, that's how this works. I have to trust my coach. If I can't, if I can't or don't trust my coach, then what am I even doing here? But so February came and promotion day happened and I did not, and I did not get my purple belt. And I, uh, and I, thought it was the right decision and if i was on like the high level coaching staff at my at my academy i would have said yeah no i think we keep him back for a little while longer that, that would have that was the right thing and i felt and obviously as you might imagine i felt conflicted so i got it like i i understood why i didn't get it but i it, it, but i was also bummed i was also bummed and in the fall of 2021, Liam had given me a list of things that he wanted me to work on, and I was working on them. And there were things like, you know, we he and I have the kind of relationship where he's able to say things like, I'd like to see you lose 15 pounds. I'd like to see you, uh, you know, he he's able to speak into life off the mat a little bit and I welcome it. I don't necessarily think, I don't necessarily think that's appropriate for every coach, but it is in our, in our situation. And, you know, wanted me to work on an oma, my, my oma plata and, and a handful of things that just, you know, the kind of thing that a, a professor might say to his student that he wants to see you work on. So it didn't, it didn't happen. It did not happen that day in February. And other people did get promoted. Matt, the Ashi kid, Dolan, got his purple belt that day. Com completely and utterly, like, he's an amazing player. I love him. He's, he, he trains like six, 700 hours a year. He is a, a leg-locking phenom. He teaches. He has the respect of everybody and is just such, such a great guy and such a great training partner and coach and player and all of it. So, And so there I was, 
I um I was simultaneously feeling like I understood it that it was the right decision and the little 7-year-old boy that lives in me was just feeling a little low about it. And you might be you might be listening today and something about your game might make you feel a little low. You might, maybe you, maybe you didn't get a promotion or maybe you are having a hard time or maybe you got a piece of constructive feedback that didn't sit well with you and it hurt your, and it hurt your little boy or your little girl feelings. (laughs) And I'm kind of being funny when I say that, but you know, listen, we all, I don't care how big and tough you are everybody's got a tender-hearted little kid inside of them. And maybe even the more people try to build up bravado to hide that tender-hearted little kid, uh, maybe the bigger that little kid actually is. And so my tender-hearted little kid, the little seven-year-old that lives inside of me, you know, probably needed to call the wambulance. Well, and, and, um, and so that's where I was. That's where I was. And, and, and I, my plan was to grab dinner with a buddy that night. And the friend that I was going to grab dinner with, he doesn't train jujitsu. He keeps threatening to come up and do a trial class, but he does not. Currently, as of this date, uh, December 16th, 2022, he does not train jujitsu. So we're just at dinner. And, I, um, and I'm just going to back up for a second. Obviously... You guys that are listening to the podcast, you know how much I love jujitsu. I I think about it. I just think about it. So, like, I I think I went fly fishing one time this past year. I did zero solo camping this year. I I'm looking at an at a guitar right now that I am neglecting because I'm so obsessed. I'm so I seem to be so, almost singularly focused on jujitsu. Not only training jujitsu and running beginner classes, but building my white belt, doing the podcast, all of the people that I've gotten to talk to. I'm thinking about this all the time. And I, like probably you, love John Danaher, Professor John Danaher. And if you, if you're brand new to jujitsu, or you haven't even started training yet because that's a lot of that's a lot of us with my my white belt. John Danaher is considered to be the best jujitsu coach in the world. He is considered to be the greatest living jujitsu coach. And listen, maybe I don't know. I, I'll tell you, I've never. I haven't ever really heard anybody argue that. I haven't ever heard anybody argue that. His tutorials with BJJ Fanatics, I'm currently doing, I'm currently studying his No Gi Half Guard series in, in, from BJJ Fanatics. He communicates articulately and deeply and granularly. He, his teaching style is comprehensive, direct. He is a master teacher. He is a master teacher. 
He is Gordon Ryan's coach. I recently heard Gordon Ryan say in an interview that if John Danaher was not coaching, that he probably wouldn't be doing what he's doing. Like if John Danaher said tomorrow that he's he's hanging up his rash guard and his fanny pack, he mostly only ever wears a rash guard and spats and, and a fanny pack. Gordon Ryan said that if if he was done, that he would probably be done. So so I'm I'm in a kind of like a perpetual state of watching YouTube videos or you know studying this half guard series or talking about what he's up to and what he's thinking about and how he teaches and we just we just marvel at him. And so that's just to give you some backstory on John Danaher. So I'm at dinner at this restaurant up here in Massachusetts. And I, you know, before we met up, it's funny because normally we would go into Boston and we decided last minute, I didn't feel like driving into the city. So we decided that we would just go to this, to this restaurant that was, you know, outside of the city. And I was feeling low. I was feeling distractedly low. Like that part, that little that little disappointed seven-year-old in me was really driving the bus. I was a little mopey, and, you know, I wasn't like, a, here's what I wasn't doing. I was not being a crybaby. I wasn't having tantrums. I wasn't stomping my feet, uh, but I was feeling low, and I was going over the list in the list that Liam had given me. And so we're sitting at this restaurant, and, and you know, my friend's, whether they train or not, they're just used to me bringing up. <laughs> I will literally go so far out of my way to bring up jujitsu in a conversation with literally anybody who is willing to talk to me about anything. So I had my phone in my hand and I was sitting with my buddy Chris, Chris Minidis, we call him Minnie. And I was like, so Minnie, this is the list of stuff that I'm working on. And Minnie doesn't know what an omoplata is. Minnie doesn't have any, he doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about, but he's my, he, but he's my bro. And so he is, uh, and so he's listening. He's just listening. He's holding some space for his buddy to just say, this is, you know, this is what today was like. And, and then I looked, and then I looked up and walking into the restaurant wearing a winter hat, a rash guard, and a fanny pack was John Danaher. And for a minute, I thought I was having a stroke. For a minute, I thought that I was going into some like, I didn't know if I thought I was hallucinating or having a, or having a stroke. But I looked up, and it was John Danaher. And all of the blood drained from my body. And I'm not starstruck. Like, I'm not somebody who is typically starstruck. I've gotten to meet a ton of famous people, and I am almost never even... I've, I'm, I'm not even, like, remotely phased. Um, you know, I got to... I got, anyhow... But I had to like, had to like 
do some gymnastics inside myself to even like, you know, get awake in the moment to say, what, what the hell is actually going on here? Like I literally just been watching uh, a BJJ fanatics video on my phone in my car while waiting for Chris to show up for dinner. And so the next thing that happened is remarkable and true. And there will be a moral to this story. This is not just me like bragging about being in the right place at the right time, but John Danaher, as he was walking by our booth, we made eye contact and I said, excuse me. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to try to do his accent. He said, yeah. And I said, you're not going to believe what's going on right now. And he said, oh yeah, tell me what's going on right now. And I said, well, you know, I didn't get my purple belt this morning and I have this list. <laughs> and I literally was like, I, I was trembling. I was literally, I'm a 51 year old. I'm a 51 year old, large, strong man. And I, 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 if if I was not visibly shaking, I was shaking in, inside, and I was like, "Well, Professor Danher, I, I you know I, I I didn't get my purple belt today. I have a, I have this list of stuff that my professor wants me <laughs> wants me to be working on, and I just and you're here, and I kind of am like freaking out a little bit, and I just this just seems like such a weird like I just can't believe like this just seems like such a weird thing. I had to I had to at least say hi." And he said, what's your name? And I said, my name's Jim Trick. And he said, all right, Jim Trick, slide in. We were sitting in a booth. I was sitting across my, across my friend in a booth. And John Danaher says, Jim, Jim Trick, all right, Jim Trick, slide in. And I moved over and John Danaher sat down in the booth with us. And for the next 10 minutes or so, he talked to me, he, 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 you know, we took a selfie, he made a funny video that we, for us to, for me to send to Liam. And then he put his arm around me and he said, let's look at your list. Let's look at your list. And it was like, you know, all these things, guard retention, working, you know, working on guard retention and working on all these things. And, and he went through the list with me and kind of helped me prioritize it. And, and then, um, after he sat with us for a few minutes and had the conversation and took the pictures and did the whole thing, we shook hands and he got up and he went and had dinner with, with the guys that he was with. And a bunch of things happened in that moment. One of the things that happened was... I was again reminded that jujitsu is a family because you can love, you can love football as much as you want to love football, but the likelihood of Tom Brady sitting down at your, in your booth with you is very low. It's probably not going to happen, but in jujitsu, whether it's, all of the incredible professors and guests that we've had on the podcast, uh, 
or or if it's the time I was walking through the mission in San Diego and ran into Kurt Osiander and he invited my girlfriend and I into his school to hang out for a couple of hours, or if it's or if it's the time, you know, Gordon Ryan was at an event and he was busy and I, I just walked up and said, Hey, can I get a picture with you? And he said, yeah, of course you can. I, he goes, I don't have a lot of time, but of course you can. And just kind and, and, and engaging. And so the first point is that jujitsu is a family and that family extends from the highest, most respected elite level of this martial art right down to the trial class student who is coming into an academy for the very, very first time. And whether you are, I mean, just think about the, the, the people that have, that have come on the show, whether it's, you know, Grandmaster Hori and Gracie or just any of the, any number of the people who have been on, who have been on the My White Belt podcast to the people that I've gotten to just meet being out in public to this moment where John Danaher said, Hey, slide in, slide in. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's see what's going on in your game, right? That guy doesn't owe me or anybody else, anything. Uh, he could have been, he could have very politely just said, Oh, well, Hey, you know, just stick with it, kid. And you know, you'll get it, you know? And he could have like walked off and, 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 been that guy but there's just something about the global community of jujitsu that operates on a deeper level and if you're listening if you're listening to the podcast and you don't train yet because you have some kind of mental block keeping you from it or some kind of story about how it's not for you and you're not going to fit in I haven't, in five years of training and now, having gotten to interact with professors and, and practitioners and players and soon-to-be players all over the world, I haven't met anybody. I haven't met anybody in the thousands of people. We now have something like 60,000 people following on the Instagram and something like 20,000 of you that are listening on um that you're listening in seven in over 70 countries like 20,000 of you a month listening to this podcast. I haven't met anybody who I can say I who I would discourage from training. I haven't met anybody that I would say, yeah, this probably isn't for you. On the contrary, what I have seen time and time and time again is people from every level coming together training listen are there the is there are there, are there is there the inc- occasional idiot sure there's an occasional idiot that's everywhere go to the grocery store go to a church you're gonna find so many people who are like hypocritical mean-spirited idiots everywhere you know but the percentage of them here is just it's like trace amounts I want I want you to stay with Oh so that's so that's that's the first thing. The first thing that happened was I was reminded of the of the magic and wonder and incredible um 
jujitsu family that we all enjoy globally. And here's the other thing that happened. In that moment where I was feeling a low-level discouragement, I felt like the universe, God, spirit, whatever your word is that you want to that you want to use. I'm not going to call it coincidence. I won't use that word. I mean, I guess you can if that's how if that's the container in which you live, but it's not how I live. I feel like that that moment was a gift. Like so many things were orchestrated right down to our last minute decision to not go into the city and to go to this place instead. That forces forces beyond the veil were aligning things to remind me that I'm in the right place, doing the right thing for the right reasons. That this path that I was on in jujitsu was the right, I was doing the right thing at the right time in the right place. And I'm here today to tell you that Whatever, whatever you're working through, whatever the obstacle is, whatever hill or valley you are experiencing in your jujitsu game, you're not alone. And maybe John Danaher is not going to appear to you <laughs> in a restaurant, which just sounds so crazy. But my guess is that if you look around, if you look around at your training partners, if you look around at your life and your circumstances and your situation, you will not have to look too far to find to find your version of that of that John Danaher story. That you will not have to look too far to see how how you have been impacted by this the benefits that you're reaping from it and the benefits that that the people around you in your life are reaping, that you will not have to look too far to, to see how jujitsu is making you better and making your life better. And in that, in that observation, hunting for the mysterious encouragement that may be hiding around a corner that you haven't looked down. And giving you the giving you the fuel that you need to dig in, to double down, and to continue to train and to and to and to just say injuries, promotions, difficult training partners, um discouragement, having to tap, people getting better faster than you, that all of those things, all of those things are the yin to to a yang or a yang to a yin. I don't know how that works, but they are just part of the fabric of your journey, of the path that you're on, that those are the things ultimately that when you look back, if you don't quit, those things will prove to have been the things that you pushed against to become strong, that those challenges will be the thing that you have pushed against in order to get good at jiu-jitsu and to build a game. 
and to become the person that welcomes the white belt in, that becomes the person who congratulates the um, the new blue belt, you know, and and it's here for you. It's here for you. And in the absence of John Danaher walking into a restaurant, I am here to not, I will never blow smoke up your ass. I will never, as uh, as my cousin Adam likes to say, I will never piss on your leg and tell you that it's raining. Um, this, is a, this is a hard activity. It's challenging. It has to stay that way. And so I'm always going to, I'm always going to tell you like it is. I want to keep jujitsu challenging, but I also want to keep you fired up. So in the absence of a John Danaher walking into a restaurant to sit down in a booth with you, I'm happy to be here and tell you whatever you're, whatever you're dealing with, whatever, whether it's a high or a low, you're not alone. And, um, and you hanging out here with my white belt is a lot of fun. So this is a different kind of episode today. I just wanted to tell this story. I wanted to build you guys up a little bit. Um, You will now ask, when is John Danaher coming on the podcast? I don't know. Someday, you know, it would be great. I, I already... I already can't believe the people who have been on and have agreed to come on and the people who have now agreed that we're just, and we're just working out dates. And, you know, if, if John Danaher is ever, is ever willing to come on and have a conversation, and my guess is at some point, I, I bet he will. I hope he will. So many things to ask him. Um, one of the things I try to do here is to ask questions that I haven't heard other people ask. And... um to have it be more conversational and more um, a window into how these people are thinking. But yeah, someday, someday we'll have him on. Different kind of episode today. I really appreciate you being here. I hope that you will, um, I hope that you will like and write a review for the My White Belt podcast. I hope that you'll tell your friends and the people at your academy about it. I hope that, um, what else do I hope? I hope that if you're looking for a new gi or a pair of jeans or something like that, go to Origin, use the discount code TRICK10. I say this every episode, just a little quickie ad to get in there. Sign up for My White Belt Wednesday. The last two My White Belt Wednesdays have gone out. It's our new newsletter. Go to mywhitebelt.com and sign up for it. And other than that, I think that's enough advertisement. I think that's enough me, me chatting with you for today. This is my white belt. I am Jim Trick, and I hope that you are filled with fire. I hope that you are filled with fire, and I hope this week you will train hard and train smart.